0: Airbooks Books presents End in Samsara, written by J.W. Voice and read by Daisy Ray. Part 1, Chapter 24 A Pilfered Venue. Oleg watched Ivan talking with his betrothed. His son was tall and powerfully built, with a full head of lustrous black hair handsome and zestful at 30 years of age. His were the fresh, untroubled eyes of someone with all of the adventures and uncertainty ahead of him. Not a man who'd already been there and done it. He recognised so much of his former self in that face. But was it all really 45 years ago? Where had the years gone? What do you think, Dad? Sorry? Oleg snapped out of his trance, miles away. About what? Ivan laughed. What do you think about the hotels? We've definitely narrowed it down to the first three we checked out yesterday, but we're both torn. They're all able to accommodate us given the ridiculous amount of notice. The prices vary hugely though. Which was the one with the oratory overlooking the cove? The Elizabeth II. Ah, Olick said. They were able to keep all the timings the same, weren't they? Ivan nodded, and they included shuttles from the airport in their pricing. Yeah, they were the most expensive out of the three, though. With what were being compensated, there'd still be plenty of cash left over, right? Well, yeah. Olet grinned. You're definitely my son, he thought to himself. It had been a strange couple of days since arriving in Barbados. Their venue, the same one he and Victoria had booked for their son a full year ago, had done the unthinkable and cancelled the wedding exactly one week before the date. Victoria's initial reaction was inconsolable despair and a full afternoon of weeping. Oleg, on the other hand, was furious. It was not until the second piece of news had fully set in that they realised all was not lost. While the hotel manager had been deliberately ambiguous about the details, the crux of the matter was that an extremely wealthy individual had swooped in and taken their venue from them. There must be laws about this, Victoria had said. Oleg agreed, and was on the verge of seeking legal counsel. The only thing stopping him was the understanding that their mystery venue thief wanted to compensate them generously for the inconvenience. As well as refunding them for every penny they'd spent in organising the affair, he also offered them the full sum again on top. Although the hotel manager was outwardly sympathetic, he suggested that this was a very reasonable proposal. Oleg was suspicious that the hotel had also been tantalised with a temptingly large reward. The old man had been the one to take the reins, not accepting the offer at first and dangling a vague threat of legal action. After making inquiries, however, and checking if any of the neighbouring hotels could accommodate them with the minuscule amount of notice they were presented with, he was both delighted and surprised to find that several hotels could meet their request, and most of them were willing to do it for several thousand pounds cheaper than their newly acquired budget. If you'll still be left with plenty to spare, what's the problem? he asked his son. Ivan's cheeks reddened. Sorry, he said. It was your money in the first place, which means the new figure is also yours. I'm not looking to get anything back, son. Me and your mother budgeted for this, he chuckled. But yes, it is technically our money. I didn't mean to sound greedy. It just seems like quite a high figure. Don't forget, it's pretty impressive that they're able to facilitate us with six days to go. Oleg tried a different tack. Okay, let's look at it this way. If you were to forget about the prices, imagine they're all charging the same, where would you have picked? Ivan and his partner looked at one another and paused contemplatively. Elizabeth II, they said, almost in unison. Then I think it's settled. Like I said, it's your money, Dad, the decision is yours. Fine, Oleg said, appearing to humour him. Then I think you should go with the gilded pearl. Olek stared at them both straight-faced and unblinking. Michelle looked startled. The Gilded Pearl was without doubt the worst venue they'd looked at and not even one of the three Ivan was referring to. It seemed as though it hadn't been renovated in 30 years and the bathrooms were filthy. Ivan shook his head. He's messing with us, he said to his fiancée. Olek laughed. Yes, then I think we're all in agreement. The Queen Elizabeth it is. Michelle's eyes suddenly became glassy, and as if unable to control herself, she suddenly pounced on Oleg. Oh, Mr. S, she squeaked, wrapping her arms around him and squeezing hard. Oleg chortled, his breath somewhat restricted. Steady on, dear, I don't think my old bones can take it. Sorry, she said, suddenly remembering herself and appearing flushed. Okay, well, I'm glad it's all sorted. Would you mind calling the hotel's? I'll go and tell your mother the good news. I think she's still lying down in the room. You know how she handles the slightest bit of stress. Olek left a couple in the bar and slowly walked towards the huge spiral staircase in the lobby of their current hotel. Now that the significant weight of an undecided venue was no longer hanging over them all, a distraction the father of the groom truthfully welcomed to some extent, it was as if a cage door had swung open and the real demon was let loose. The pain in his back and stomach, while admittedly always present, seemed to unveil itself with extra ferocity. He felt weaker now too, weaker than he'd ever remembered feeling. He took a single step, stumbled and caught himself on the handrail. No use, old man, take the lift. He'd made it to this date, a simple achievement that had not been guaranteed by any stretch. Could he make it another five days? Yes, he vowed to himself, working with borrowed time was an imposition so final, so terrifyingly indeterminate, it was like asking for a bank loan when you knew you had dismal credit. Only sheer will would ensure that he'd be breathing for his son's big day. If any definite opportunity had arisen in which he could have told Victoria and Ivan the truth, Oleg had missed it, or was he simply blind to such openings?' How could he possibly ruin a wedding with such miserable news? Adding to his guilt, the best advice giver he'd ever known had told him to confess. And she was here with them now. Would she let it slip? No, Alexander was almost certain she wouldn't, but her presence alone, although thoroughly welcomed, deepened his inner resentment. Another knowing party in the same vicinity sharing in his poisonous secret. Technically, Sam hadn't been told either. Hopefully no one would blame her for staying silent. He ascended a single floor in the lift. One measly floor had been too much for him. It was difficult not to feel troubled by such an observation. Hold it together. Five days might as well be a year for someone in his condition. He slowly ambled down the hall. It was somewhat in his favour that everyone else was suitably preoccupied. In any other setting, it would surely have been noticed that he couldn't tackle a single flight of stairs. He painted on a smile before inserting his key card and entering his room. As he'd guessed, Victoria was lying on the bed with a sleeping mask on. Olet grimaced as he slumped onto the chair. Hello, dear. Good news. Victoria stirred. She sat up and pulled off her mask. Well? We have a venue. Oh, thank God. No, thank the Queen, Oleg said with a smile. Queen Elizabeth, to be precise. Victoria beamed. I was hoping you'd say this. Yes, it's all in order, so you can relax now. Ivan and Michelle are pleased with the decision. The girl nearly crushed me, she was so happy. And it won't cost us any extra? No, it seems the chap who took our venue has compensated us more than fairly. And quite rightly, uprooting the whole day like that. He should be thankful we didn't get the lawyers involved. Well, you can't really blame him. It's the damned hotel who's at fault for giving in to such a demand. Victoria eased herself up from the bed. I'll start telling everyone. I've tried to ignore my phone, but I've heard it frantically buzzing away. She lingered for a moment before reaching for it. You look a bit peaky, dear. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Just a little tired. "'Hm,' Victoria said. "'I think I know the real reason.' "'Excuse me,' Oleg said, wincing. "'I'm not daft, Oleg. "'You think I'm blind to what's going on?' "'The old man felt his pulse quicken. "'You... Victoria smiled before interrupting him. "'I've seen what you've been doing, once at home and now here.' "'She tuttered, and Oleg raised an eyebrow. "'Yes, I know what you really skulked down to the beach for last night.' Midnight stroll, my eye. Olek's face was an inscrutable mixture of guilt and relief like an armed robber arrested for shoplifting. Ah, you caught me. I did, and I'm also well aware that you're not stuffing tobacco in that pipe. Quite the detective, aren't you? Marijuana, Olek. At your age? Really? Oleg smiled in reprieve. He'd bought a small bag of weed from a man near the beach two days ago. He thought he'd been sufficiently careful in hiding this from his wife. My age is the precise reason why I've been smoking it. You know how I suffer with my joints. Victoria's expression lightened, easing from disapproval to mild intrigue. Has it helped? Oh yes, very much so. His wife shook her head, grinning slightly. Fine, just don't let Ivan catch on. You know how he is about drugs. My lips... Are sealed. She took a moment to look him over. Honestly, though, your eyes look a bit discoloured, you might want to try some drops. Olek nodded, knowing full well that any discoloration of his eyes was certainly not attributed to his new habit. I was thinking of having a little lie down, my back is in bits. With this decidedly smaller cat out of the bag, and considering that he'd soon be changing hotels, Olek saw no point in applying the previous level of discretion to his illicit medicinal practice. When Victoria left the room, he immediately stuffed his pipe and smoked for a while on the balcony. The pain-relieving effects were immediately noticeable. So too was its ability to salvage some of his dwindling appetite. He ate a full bag of cashew nuts, washing it down with a bottle of water, and collapsed onto the bed for an afternoon nap. When he awoke a few hours later, he checked his phone. Sam had not long texted him, asking if he was free for a drink. Oleg felt strangely honoured when his friend had said she'd attend the whole ceremony. He knew it could very well be the last time he saw her. He suspected this was the reason she'd changed her mind. Victoria had left a voicemail to say that she'd gone to the new venue with Ivan and Michelle, Feeling that he wouldn't be of any use, he was happy to defer any new responsibilities to them. Certainly, he replied to Sam in a text. Terrace bar? He found a table in the shaded part of the terrace and ordered the hotel's signature cocktail. When Sam arrived, she settled for a coffee. Well, I'm glad it's all worked out in the end. I bet the last couple of days have been stressful as hell. He shrugged. There are truly worse things that could have happened. Never been much for worrying, have you? Sam paid him a knowing smile. Oleg broke eye contact. When you live long enough, you realise that most things are out of your control. He raised his finger. I almost forgot. I have some good news. We've secured you a room at the new hotel. Oh, there's really no need. It's rather fortuitous, really. When we informed the new venue of how many guests we were expecting, I rounded up by a few. Victoria was delighted. Originally, her sister and a couple of others were staying in some shabby apartments a few miles away. Now there's room for everyone, as long as you don't mind uprooting yourself tomorrow. Well, only if you're sure it's no issue. Of course, it will give me more opportunities to finally avenge my last embarrassing chest defeat. Sam laughed. It is a wedding, after all. Perhaps if you get me hammered enough, you might stand a chance. Drat, you have seen through my plan. The pair laughed together, and they followed a brief lull, after which Oleg sensed the elephant in the room rearing its ugly head. Have there been any more developments since I last saw you? his friend asked. Plenty of developments, dear. We've been in the midst of a minor wedding disaster. You'll have to be more specific. Sam frowned. I think you're fully aware that I'm not talking about the wedding. Oleg considered deflecting, then quickly decided this was futile. Ah, you're referring to my impending demise. Sam gave a stern nod. Well, from my point of view, there have been no significant developments. I'm still here talking to you, aren't I? And your family, do they know? Oleg sighed. There literally could not be a worse time to tell them. They will never be an opportune time, and I'm assuming that time is not presently your ally. I rather hoped you were planning to sit them down instead of them finding out another way. I just don't know how I can broach the topic right now. They fell silent. Sam's expression was serious now. Tell them, Oleg, she pressed, sooner rather than later. After the big day, I will not put a dampener on everything, the old man felt his eyes start to water. He leant back in his chair with an effort to compose himself. Just how exactly do you know anyway? Who have you been speaking to? No one. I just have a good sense for these things, you know that. Perhaps while we're talking about it, you might tell me more? Fine, Oleg grunted. What do you want to hear? Is it cancer? She asked bluntly. Oleg nodded. Terminal? Yes, pancreatic, stage four, caught far too late. When did you find out? Two months ago. She shook her head. You're unbelievable. See, Oleg said, raising his voice slightly. This is what I'm afraid of. Look how cross you are. I can't imagine how Victoria will take it. Probably better than discovering you cold in your bed. There was another spell of silence icier this time. The ceremony is five days away, and I'm determined to make it till then. Any discussions can be held just after. What was the doctor's prognosis? How long did they say you have? Oleg smiled. It was a joyless, sarcastic smile. Well, I've already exceeded those expectations. So you're on borrowed time. What's to say this won't run out before the wedding day? Look at me. Listen to me. Do I seem like I might drop dead at any second? I'm not a medical doctor, Olek. Then stop acting like one. I'm just presenting a voice of reason to try and infiltrate your insanity. Look, my decision is final. I will not discuss this any further. Oleg looked deeply into his cocktail glass. All I ask is one thing of you. Still impassive, Sam raised her head for him to continue. You will deny that you knew. Oleg, you cannot let on that you ever had the slightest inkling before anyone else did, even after I'm dead and buried. So you're asking me to lie? I will not have anyone blaming you, becoming angry that you kept it from them. Just maintain that I never brought it up, which is the truth. Oleg had never experienced such a miserable meeting with his dear friend. After finishing her drink, she made her excuses and left. He'd missed a call from his son while he'd been in the bar. He checked his messages to see one requesting him to meet them at the new hotel. Later that evening, the four of them sat around a table in the terrace restaurant of the Queen Elizabeth II. Before anyone had even ordered a starter, Ivan mentioned that there had been another development. So, Michelle has something to tell you, Pierre. His fiancée appeared flushed. Why do I have to be the one to say... I just thought, Ivan mumbled. Fine, I can tell them. No, it's okay, Michelle paused. Victoria? Olek? She took a breath, then beaming she said, I'm pregnant, you're going to be grandparents. If you'd like to learn more about JW Voice, the author of this story, pop along to the show notes where you'll find a link to him right there. And as for Bear Book's podcast, we're on all your favourite social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. See you on the next episode.